uh, we're here now in September. Uh, this is GRX. We're beginning the new ministry year. And if you're new to GRX, my name's Scott. I'm the pastor here. And this is a really sweet community. If you're looking for a place to land, you're looking for a spiritual home, a place where you can grow in authentic faith in Jesus Christ, uh, I'd encourage you to hang out with us for a while. Uh, join us for Food Fellowship after today. Uh, get to know some people. Uh, we should have coffee together if you'd like, just to find out more about this community and to see if this is a place where God is leading you, where you might be able to grow uh, more deeply in Jesus Christ. We are doing um, a big theme for this ministry year, and the theme is actually jump in. And um, the preaching series that we're doing right now is Let's Go Swimming, and today's message is Yes, You, that's, that's today. But the whole year is going to be jump in, jump in. And you might say, jump into what? What, what am I supposed to jump into? And what we're inviting you to do is to jump in in to a discipleship relationship. Jump in, like you're jumping into a swimming pool. Jump into a discipleship relationship. And if you were here last week, I began talking about this. Sometimes people come to a, come to a community or come to a fellowship, and the pastor or the teacher will say, hey, I want you to do something. I want you to jump in. I want you to have a discipleship relationship this year with somebody else. Invest in one other person specifically. And you sit there and listen. You go, who, me? Is he talking to me? Or is he talking to somebody else? Who, me? So last week's message was, who, me? And this week, today, the message is, yes, you. (laughs) Yes, you. I'm inviting everybody who is here at GRX, part of our community, follower of Jesus Christ, to actually choose and invest one, uh, choose to invest in one person this ministry year, to intentionally disciple them, to intentionally invest in them towards their growth and their development, faith. I'm asking if you guys would pray about that and consider that, and then invest in in one person specifically. This whole year, we're going to unfold what that means and what that looks like. What, is it, what does it uh, entail? And it may not be what you think it means. It may not be what you think it means. One of the things that, uh, that uh, I want to introduce today is that there's a part of discipleship that actually involves naming and calling things out. You name things and call things out. And we're going we're gonna to look at a passage of Scripture where Jesus does just that, but one of the things I love about GRX is that, that this community is filled with people that are gifted, they're talented, and they have gifts and skills and talents and traits of character that others of us don't have, that, that I don't have. And so at the risk of embarrassing some people today, right now, I'm going to do a little naming and calling out at GRX. No, I'm not going to, like, call you bad names or anything like that. But if you'll just bear with me, um, it would be very easy for me to name and call out all kinds of good and wonderful 
and God-given things in your lives. But I'll just pick a couple just to introduce a tiny bit of awkwardness into our service this morning. All right? So I think I saw them walk in, but something that I just really love, um, Daniel and Amy are a part of our community. And I think they're there. I can't quite see everyone. But so Daniel and Amy, they speak Cantonese. I don't speak Cantonese. And so, oh, oh, yeah, I see some hands pointing towards them. So I know they're over here somewhere. Oh, they're here. Um, let me tell you what's so incredibly wonderful about that. That I don't speak Cantonese. Um, but, but you guys do. And what that allows you to do is to walk with other people in their faith journey. And you, much more than me, can help them navigate Chinese culture, Cantonese culture, American culture, what's going on in the Bible, and bring and weave all of that together in a profound way that the Holy Spirit will use you in the lives of other people, that the Holy Spirit won't use me in that way because of how God has gifted you that way. And there's other people. And I'm kind of looking, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I saw, now you guys are like, oh man, I shouldn't ever walk in, because this guy's going to see me. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure like I saw like Mavis and Alana walk in, and like hearts of compassion, paying attention to people, acts of service, love. These guys are on the compassion fund committee. It's where we see people in need and then we, we, we support them. There's a small committee of people that do that. Mavis and Alana are on that committee. You guys are uniquely gifted, skilled in seeing people in need, loving them, coming alongside them, blessing people in that way. It's fantastic. It's part of our body. These are the ways and the gifts that we are that then we will then disciple other people. All right, I'm going to stop now so everyone can stop making eye contact with me. Right, you, you stop, like, Don't look at him. He might call on me. Naming and calling out. It's an aspect of walking with people in discipleship. There are people in your lives that you are already investing in that you are already loving and caring for and paying attention to. They might be your children. They might be your friends. They might be your parents. Maybe even your grandparents. Part of what I'm talking about in discipleship this year is not going through a curriculum. I'm not talking about we should do a discipleship workbook together. Jesus never gave the disciples a workbook. Jesus shared his life with his disciples. Life on life. They shared life together. And in that, they saw the kingdom of God in their daily lives, in the life that they shared together. And that's what we're doing. Intentionally choosing one person to say, how will I help invest in them for their spiritual growth and their spiritual development? And every week, I'm going to try to bring the equivalent of a discipleship floaty for you 
and throw it out to you so that for the person that you choose to disciple, you will say, hey, this is the practice I'm going to try. And this practice is going to be to name and call out something that you see in the person that you're investing in. Right? So jump in. Jump in this year. So how does that sound for you? Is it scary? Is it exciting? Is it like, oh, I think I should look for a different church. <laughs> I think I'll look for a different church. Yeah. What, what? You know, it's all of those things together. Don't worry about trying to get it right. Don't worry about trying to get it right or like get it all correct. Just participate in your life. And as you do that authentically, you will learn. I used to have an old language teacher. His name was Dwight Graydon. Great, great language teacher. He said, whenever you were going to learn a foreign language, you will make a million mistakes. When you learn a foreign language, you are going to make a million mistakes. And he would say, so get started. Get started making your million mistakes. And that's the same thing with discipleship. Don't worry about getting it right. Don't worry about like, am I doing this correctly? Or Just get started. Get started and trust that our community as we do this together, that God's Holy Spirit as that as God's Spirit is leading you, trust that He will be faithful, that our community will support you. Jump in, make mistakes, get started. I'm going to pray for us, and then we'll look at the Scripture briefly. God, this can feel like a really big and scary thing to actually jump in, to actually choose someone, to disciple them. But Jesus, you did that. And then you call us to go and also make disciples. So God, I pray that you would fill us with courage. God, help us to love people beyond our fear. God, I pray that you would help us to lay aside the, prime, the, the priority of our, of our own safety in order to love someone else and to disciple someone and to invest in someone. God, I thank you for the incredibly beautiful ways that people here are investing in the lives of people around them. God, may we be a community that points people to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, so the passage is John chapter 1, verses 43 to 50. And there's a couple of things going on here. There's Jesus, and then there's, there's going to be a main character, Nathaniel. And we're going we're gonna to see him. Then there's a, 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 minor, a more minor character, Philip. It sort of jumps around here, so I'm going to read it. And then I'm actually, after this, I'm going to show you something that I hope will illuminate it a little bit more. This is John chapter 1, verses 43. It's Jesus calling more disciples to himself. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip, and he said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. And Philip found Nathanael and said to him, 
We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. You know, I kind of like Nathanael. Nathanael's kind of snarky, Nathanael's kind of sarcastic. He's like, Jesus of Nazareth, we found the one who Moses and the law talked about. And then Nathaniel kind of goes, oh, really? Nazareth? And then he goes, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And then Philip said to him, come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, behold, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit, meaning there's nothing false in him. Jesus is saying, look it, here's Nathanael. There's nothing false in him. And Nathanael said to Jesus, how do you know me? And Jesus answered him, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. And then Nathanael has this change. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, which is teacher, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And Jesus answered him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. So again, there's a lot of things going on in this passage, especially between Nathaniel and Jesus. So what I'd like to do at this point is to show you a part of the Jesus film. And this is an old film. It's going to be very grainy. So please extend grace and forgiveness towards this movie. This Jesus film was done in 1979, which was older than most of our worship team, (laughs) and maybe older than you. But what I'm trying to do is this scene, there's a lot going on. It's hard to pick up just from the narrative. So if you could just look at this, forgive the graininess, and see how Jesus and Nathaniel interact and what's going on in this passage. I think this movie really captures it uh, well. This is the same as Peter and means a rock. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip. And said to him, Philip was from Bethsaida, the town where Andrew and Peter lived. Philip found Nathaniel. We have found the one whom Moses wrote about in the book of the law, and whom the prophets also wrote about. He is Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathaniel coming to him, he said about him, Here is a real Israelite.
There is nothing false in him. How do you know me? I saw you when you were under the fig tree before Philip called you. just because I told you I saw you when you were under the fig tree. You will see much greater things than this. I am telling you the truth. You will see heaven open and God's angels going up and coming down on the Son of Man. <laughs> All right, thank you. It's Nathaniel. I don't know if you caught what was going on there. If you think about who Nathaniel was in this passage, he's skeptical. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? He's kind of judging down on this little town of Nazareth. I mean, what would be going on is, if you're going to look for Jesus, the Messiah, you would expect him to come out of Jerusalem, some major city. But instead he comes out of kind of Nazareth like this little town. It would be like if you were looking for some famous person to come onto the scene, you'd be like, yeah, they come from New York or they come from San Francisco. But you'd go, no, he comes from Lodi. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. If you're from Lodi, I'm sorry. I just like... <laughs> Threw Lodi under the bus. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, sorry about that. But like, right? Can anything good come out of Lodi? Can anything good come out of Hollister? Can anything good come out of East Oakland? Can anything good come out of EPA? Right? It's kind of judging down on a place. And judging down on a place. Now, it might be hard for us to get our head around this, but, um, you know, sometimes when I run into religious folks, like us, like religious folks, um, I have to just say, to be honest, sometimes we can be some of the most judgmental people on the planet. Really. Okay? I, I say this because I, I, I love you, and, and I'm also in this mix. But sometimes us religious folks can be some of the most judgmental. And Nathaniel was a really religious guy right? He was really holy. He was really trying to do the right thing. And sometimes that's what happens, is that sometimes us trying to do the right thing, trying to do the godly thing or the holy thing, we start sort of separating out, this is good and this is bad. This is okay and this is not okay. And we start judging things back and forth. But, but then if we're like good followers of, of Jesus, we're like, oh, we shouldn't judge, we shouldn't judge. Okay, I shouldn't judge but then we still judge inside. And I think that was what's going on with Nathaniel. 
He's like, ah, and he judged down on Nazareth. And sometimes, as religious folks, we can judge down. And what's interesting about when we make a judgment and then when we share it, you know, it's really honest. You know, when you share a judgment, somebody shares a judgment, maybe it's not like the nicest thing, but it is super honest. Can anything good come out of Lodi, Nazareth, EPA, East Oakland? No, right? And you share it, you say it, you're kind of snarky about it, kind of sarcastic, but there's a deep honesty that's there, and our judgment gets revealed. The judgment in our heart gets revealed. So now, look at this scene that Jesus then encountered Nathanael. When Jesus then meets up with Nathanael, he says, look, here is an Israelite in whom there's judgment and sarcasm and certainly no deceit. We know exactly what you think. We know exactly where you stand. You've judged Nazareth, and you've judged down on that city. You've judged down on that town. And that's why Jesus says, Behold, here is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathaniel, you are incredibly honest. And I see that in you. Jesus calling out Nathaniel's honesty. That's what I think is going on in this passage. It is very difficult to get this just by reading it through. But I think Nathaniel himself understands that Jesus sees him deep down. And that's why I think in the film it captures it so well. Jesus says, behold an Israelite in whom there's nothing, nothing false. And Nathaniel is, yes, that's what I'm striving for. I'm trying to be holy. And yes, I said that about Nazareth too. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. But that's also what I felt. That's also what was in my heart. That's also true. And Jesus says, I see your truthfulness. In you, there's nothing false. When I ask you guys to jump in, jump into discipleship, I'm asking you to disciple somebody that you already know. You have a slide for this, Stephanie, where it says jump in and disciple somebody that you know? Jump in and disciple somebody that you know. Do not go up to a complete stranger and inflict your discipleship upon them. They will not appreciate that. Hi, I don't know you, but I'm from GRX. My pastor says I'm going to disciple you, so I'm going to disciple someone, so I'm going to disciple you. The person will be like, get away from me. I don't know you. Don't, don't inflict discipleship on someone you don't know. On someone that you know. It's probably going to be someone that you are already investing in. And what I'm asking is to bring your faith journey, your spiritual life, into that relationship in an intentional kind of way. And one way you can do that is the same way that Jesus did that with Nathaniel is that you can see in them and name something in them and call something out in them. Name and call out the good in them. Name and call out the good in them. 
that is one of the incredible opportunities that a discipler gets to do with their disciple. A discipler gets to see the life of the person they're discipling, pay attention to them, and call out a good in them that maybe they even themselves don't see, but you see it because you're coming alongside their life. You can call out their compassion or their leadership or their love or their peacefulness or their joyfulness. You can call that out in them. So let me get to uh, the application just to wrap this up. Again, I'm going to ask you, pray, talk to God. Who could you disciple this year? Who could you disciple? Spend some time talking to God about that. Asking God. And then, you know, talk with them. You know, talk with them. Maybe take them out to coffee. And then say, hey, I wanted to talk with you about this discipleship thing. We're doing this at GRX. And uh, I prayed and you came to mind. And do you want to do this this year? Hang out, meet together, share life together. And then when you're with them, name something you see in them, a virtue, a strength, an aspect of their character. Call out something good. Say, I see this in you. And perhaps God's wanting to do something where I walk alongside you and, and maybe this grows a little bit more this year. All right, so that's your floaty for this week. Think about someone, pray about someone. Somebody come to mind? Some good that you see in them? Some good that you can call out in them? I am so excited for what God will do in our church as a whole community and also individually in your life this year as we step into discipleship, as we jump in. Let me pray for us. God, I thank you so much that you actually call us to go and make disciples just like you did. And so God, I pray that as we continue to walk down this road, I pray that you would give us courage to be like Jesus, to live the way that you lived. God, I pray that as we seek you out and talk with you, that you would bring to mind one person, maybe two, but one person that we can invest in this year, that we can walk with. God, thank you for this great church, this great community of people. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.